it's uh, some random Tuesday in the middle of uh, November. <laughs> we all know what that means. It's time for the new top podcast episode. Po- podcast night. 181. So if we were in high school, we'd have graduated by now for the length of time we've been what? doing no. the podcast. No. No. Over three years. Yeah, it took me four years to get out of high school. Oh. <laughs> uh, Everybody takes four years to get out of high school. Yeah. Junior. Senior, your ninth grade year counts as sophomore. a high school year, even though you're you may be in a junior high. Well, here in Utah, you spend three years in a high school building. Okay, yep. but your transcripts include include ninth grade, sort of. They do. They do. I S- promise. Sort of, because because it's weird because both of the girls took languages seventh, eighth, and ninth, and when they when they went up to college, they were told that your ninth grade didn't count. Very weird. Yeah. Um. My girls counted. They didn't go to the U. True. But <laughs> your face. And that's didn't a U thing, U. not. Uh, and Weber. Also, maybe if your girls would have actually learned Spanish, it would have mattered. Maybe. Would they take Spanish, both of them? Uh, mine took Spanish. Julie took French. French. No one needs to know that language. Yeah, French is useless. Here yeah. in Utah, anyway. Spanish, yeah. though, you could use. You could use French too. I uh, I have run into a bunch of French speakers, and maybe it's just because of the connections I have, but. Uh, anyway, this isn't about speaking French or Spanish. <laughs> this is about Utah, all things Utah. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Chris, uh, the uh, French and Spanish, you know, halfy daughters. Ta-da. Uh, would be Jeremy. That's me. The uh, consummate authority on when high school ends and begins would be Bree. And the only person that hasn't said a word. <laughs> well, when, I don't that, have kids. Why would I talk about high school? That is just you went to high you school. You went to high school. Yeah, and I had three years in high school. <laughs> I'm the I'm probably the only I had four three years year. in a high school building, but ninth grade is still part of. High I'm school. probably the only one that did four years you're in high a school. Freshman in actual high school. So when when the school districts are smaller and not so overcrowded like here in Utah, that's how it used to be, like in the seventies and eighties. Yeah, I mean that's typically how it is in a lot of smaller communities still. So it's very much a, I think like a city thing. Actually, yeah, you see that a lot in cities. It doesn't matter though. Let's let's be honest. None of that matters because even in Wyoming, like freshmen couldn't compete for varsity spots on like the regular team. It was a special team for just freshmen, basically. Did they get a special bus? Yeah, it was short. <laughs> Sweet. Uh I don't know, man. Happy birthday to Bree. Her birthday was actually yesterday. She's a uh, a Veterans Day supporter. Of her birthday. It always surprises me how many people don't realize that Veterans Day is not a um, solid hospital. Yeah, it's day. a Look, roaming holiday like Christmas. Bree and I have been together for nine years, and um, it took me probably like nine years to figure <laughs> yeah, it out. Yeah, nine <laughs> years you and three podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> go, oh, yeah, your birthday is not actually a like time off holiday. Damn it. And then like, like just a few years ago, I'm like, is your birthday always on Veterans Day? <laughs> You asked me again this year. <laughs> well, oh, it's, man. It, it is confusing because there's there's a handful of holidays. Well, and the holidays fixed. Like, like Veterans Day, like Memorial Day and Labor Day, that's the ones that I kind of lump in with Veterans Day. They're a Monday. It's not that it's a specific day. It's a Monday. Like, uh, like I don't know, the first Monday first in Monday, June. Or one of them is a third. The last Monday in right, or month, whatever like, September it is. or something. So I, Veterans Day, I lump in with those, like, 
That's the same, especially when it's on a goddamn Monday. Because <laughs> it proves your point this year. Well, guess what? Veterans Day is always on November 11th. But always, one, one thing year. that always happens on Veterans Day is uh, Sam's Club does a one-day-only event. On no, it's not on Veterans Day either. That's no, just the weekend by Veterans Day. Because veter- it's like a giant shopping holiday. And Sam's Club always does uh, a special deal, one day only thing on the Saturday uh, before Veterans Day. And they do massive discounts on all sorts of shit. A lot of high-end electronics and kitchen gadgets. And always phones. TVs and stuff. Is it there? Maybe it's their pre-Black Friday. It is. It, it kind of is. And actually, thing. the sell. So, okay, a couple years ago, we've, we've done this now. This is our third time getting phones from Sam's Club. So we got, Bree and I both got phones. We got $450 gift card. Each. Each for buying a phone. No extra markup on the phone. It's the exact same price we would pay at Best Buy, the at Verizon, everything. 100% the same. But they gave us $450 in gift card, which you can use at Sam's Club and at Walmart. So anyway, they do a sell like that every year. This was by far the biggest uh, bonus to do it. So it's like, why not? That's almost half the cost of the phone back in, a, in basically cash because we shop there anyway. Uh, so, but um, I don't know where I was going with this. <laughs> it's a good deal. You got new phones. We did get new phones. Um, I it's was a big shopping holiday. It. Stop. You're just confusing me. I'm just trying to help you. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's a good deal. Um, it, oh, it's a better sell than Black Friday. Um, when we looked last year, cause we looked same deal, like, what was it? Not last year, but two years ago. It was like 350, I think, um, for the galaxies and like 300 for the iPhones or something. 250 and three. We, we ended up with like $800 between Bree and the girls in gift cards. And like, it dropped almost $100 per phone by the time Black Friday rolled around. Hmm. So way better deal to buy now. And it was like we went early. I was there at like a quarter after five standing in the cold. In uh, the long line, wasn't it? It wasn't that long when I started. There was like maybe a dozen people in front of me at the most. By the time the doors opened, was it pretty? It was pretty long. But see, they started taking appointments. So the way it works, because they can't just like activate a thousand cell phones right. back to back because people are stupid and don't know how to like make sure their account's ready for Well, then they'll stuff. steal your pictures. So <laughs> <laughs> they got to take all your dick pics off your phone and your, your booby pics so that when they get the phone, they don't transfer them. Now, so, I mean, like a lot of people don't realize what they have to bring and what they have to have done on their account. And it'll be like a kid trying to buy a phone that's on parents' account and the kid doesn't have rights to the account and stuff like that. So they make appointments. And then they give you a little sheet that says, hey, make sure you have all this shit ready when you come up. Um, and so we had an appointment before they even opened the doors to the building because they came outside and started making appointments before they opened the doors. And it was like 10 minutes before they were going to open the doors. And they're like, okay, we're going to take this inside. And we had already made our appointment. And Bree's like, well, you want to go see what the sale's about? And I'm like, sure. So we go in and like all these people are like, like almost like forcefully like, Hey, wait, are you in line for a TV? I want to make sure that I get a TV. Are you going to get a, going to get a TV? Well, turns out like there were a bunch of people that got TVs because they had some 50 inch TV for like 240 bucks, like a decent TV, like wow. a Vizio TV for 240 bucks, 50 inch TV. It's a big fucking TV. I for... need a new TV. My Netflix is no longer going to be carried on my television as of oh, really? the rest of the year. Yeah, I just got the notification on my TV. <laughs> just go get a Roku stick. Yeah. That's that's way better, unless you hate your TV. But I thought you just got your TV. 
No, I've had both of my TVs for a long, long time, oh. probably like seven years. Oh, it was a laptop that you got like a year ago. The one that's collecting dust. <laughs> that you don't use? <laughs> They that's, had a good deal on a laptop too. Though. That's what we did. We just used, we just bought a Roku to yeah works and and so anyway. But the we go back at, for our appointment, which was at like what two I think, and all those TVs. There were still tons of TVs. Nice. <laughs> Poor bastards that stood in line. But talking to the people in line, they were all there for phones. Wow. And and we wanted to go to make sure we got the phones we wanted because they checked they like identify the phone that you're getting when you make the appointment and like cross it off their inventory That's cool. and mark it on the sheet so they know which inventory you get like pull. a special sheet that has like all of this data on it because the first time we did it we just kind of strolled in at like one and we kind of had to go with what phones they had for their girls which was fine because it was just the color that was the problem but still like wanting to make sure you get the phone and it wasn't that big of a deal for 900 bucks i'll stand in the cold for an hour and a half Anyway, that was our uh, Veterans Day story. We did other things too, but that was the that was the highlight. <laughs> for me. What was hard after that was that I drank a bottle of wine the night before, and then I had to get up early. <laughs> and, like, and then it was like that day because we stayed up late. That day was like go early, stand in line, go back home and take a nap, get up, go do some stuff, go back home and take a nap. I went up to Olio, came back home, took a nap. <laughs> then we got up and went back and activated our phones and picked up my mom from the airport and came back home. I was like. I am so tired of getting in the car and leaving. Then we went up to Hopkins Brewery Saturday night in oh, yeah. uh, Sugar Hood. How's that? It's good. The beer was really good. There was a there was some jalapeno beer that you could really taste the jalapeno in. It wasn't like spicy, but you could taste the flavor of jalapeno. Huh. It was really interesting. Um, food was okay, but the 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 beers were really good. They sell Desolation mixed drinks, and their Moscow Mules really really good. Mm. Yeah, yummy. They're just they, canned cocktails. They're they're one of the relatively new ones, aren't they? Like, mm-hmm. didn't they open the brewery Hopkins? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. fairly new. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful little place. It's just kind of like a. It feels very much like a little neighborhood hangout because it's just kind of like a beer bar. They have some canned cocktails. They don't really have like a hard alcohol full bar type deal. You can get shots, but not really mixed. Drinks. They they have like whiskey <laughs> shots of whiskey. <laughs> oh, they had they had a vodka yeah, and a vodka a vodka. So it's not like a like a huge full bar. It's just a little little beer bar essentially. Are they in stores yet? Or are they just out of there? I think they're just out of the shop. I don't For think now. they've got any can distribution at all. Um, but it's cool. They have like board games and stuff that you could play. Um, so the people were playing, so it was kind of cool. Yeah, a lot of people. So it was a nice little space. So it's in. Is it in that renovated area of Sugar House? Yep, where yeah, the pit in that, used where to that be. corner where yeah. you used to be able to cut the corner. Yeah, it's in there. The old pit. Cool. So anyway, that was our weekend. Did you guys do anything exciting, fun? I saw Midway, Mid- and I went to the light festival at the Gateway. How was the light festival? Yeah, what was that? Uh, it was awesome and to lightning. see how many, how many people were there. <laughs> um, it was like the whole length of the Gateway. So oh, wow. you start on one end and work your way all the way down to like the water fountain, and they had some of the buildings were open with displays on the inside of them. Did they have any nasty kids bathing in that water fountain? It wasn't going because they had these cool crystal light features that were coming nice. up from it. So, so does each store have like displays and stuff? Or no, it's actual art, like artists oh. that set up. So, like one of them was were these like beautiful wood carved chandeliers that, with the light, like created this awesome reflection into the white room. 
just like empty spaces that they have down at the gateway they cool. set up. So there's a, like a stem one that gotta use those, they had a 3D printer in that. You got to use those unleased spaces for something. Yeah. It was cool though. It was neat to see how many people were down there. It was cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm a fan of what they're doing with the gateway. What about you, Jeremy? Are the bees alive? The bees are still alive. For now. For now. Fingers crossed. Uh, Maybe you should put them in a fridge. <laughs> Can you just cryogenically freeze them for the winter? <laughs> <laughs> Hope next year they come snap out of it. <sighs> I, we, I am almost cleaned up, so it takes me a while to get get everything cleaned up for the year. So I'm just about done. I've got one bed of corn left. You want to come over here and uh, rake my leaves? Just mow them up. That's I what I do. I just mow them and then put them on the so garden. So here's the thing. I'm I'm in a I don't know if I have enough gas left in the mower to mow everything. <laughs> and, you know, you shouldn't store your mower with gas over the winter. Right. Because it, it's not good for it. Um, and so, and I don't have any gas in the gas can either. Like, I managed to, like, nail it perfectly. So I don't have gas sitting in a gas can, and I don't have the mower with gas. And I don't have a snowblower. You could mow so. the front yard. So I don't, I'm like, ah, damn, I'm going to have to rake these so, fucking leaves. So wait, at the end of the season is... And that, that, that was our Saturday. Not as exciting as yours, but, um, got all the mowers off the trailer, all the equipment off the trailer and start it. And the kids just mow till it runs out of gas. And so it's like, they just mow around. It's the like yard. Russian roulette. Cause it's so funny. So like I get all four mowers off. I get them all started and everybody picks more and kind of starts the one that nobody grabbed, like shuts off almost instantly. Cause it was out of gas. <laughs> 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 and then, and then, um, the one Jonathan's on, he mows and mows and mows and mows, keeps it running, goes in, does stuff, mows and mows Like mows, pulls mows. the thing down and walks away. It's, all the other mowers are done. His is still going, so he lost this year. <laughs> <laughs> you should have told us. We would have told you we needed somebody to come over here and mow up our leaves. Yeah, if I didn't know. So, yeah, so we mow up. So, we, I mean, we mow, like, for real mow the whole thing, gather it all up, put it in the yeah. gardens. But when we're done, if the mowers are still going, you just keep, like... <laughs> loop in the yard it was it was pretty funny though because that's the thing every year is to see who's ends first because when yours is done you're done of course then i then i wash them all down clean them all up store them but yes you don't want to leave gas in them no it's bad for them i remember what i did this weekend i went to popeyes for my first time in a year whoa did you have a sandwich no but it was crazy like the one down by my house in lehigh is in i mean it has its moments of busy but not 45 minutes busy. Is that the one just off the freeway or is that yeah. one back? Yeah, yeah it, was one the, it was the first So time, I was like, actually. well, I know how long the drive through takes. I don't know. I just woke up and I was like, I just really want chicken strips. <laughs> so, but Popeye's chicken strips particularly. Um, and so I was like, well, I'll just park and I'll go in. And then there was like chaos in there. And he was like, send me 45 minutes for everything. And I was like, I'm not waiting for this. Then so I went to West Jordan because I had to come up to Salt Lake anyways. And, so you came out to our Popeyes. Yeah. And so I got through the drive-thru, but then they gave me the wrong thing. They gave me wings, and I didn't want wings. So I had to go inside, and the lobby was packed, and it was like stacks of chicken sandwiches. I was, and I asked them to play. I was like, what's the big deal? She's a chicken sandwich. She's like, I know, but I hear the sauce is really good. <laughs> On the spicy one. That's what she said. Who cares? But I, just, I just wanted chicken strips and unsweetened ice. But you know what? Fuck you, Chick-fil-A. Fuck you, because Popeye's is doing it better, apparently. I guess so. Uh, I don't know. So it's a combination of the sauce not, and the bread. They're not so. homophobes at Popeye's. So I did hear, so, so a week ago, 
was National Chicken Day or National Chicken Sandwich Day or something like that. And so um, Chick-fil-A sent out this thing to, to, to their loyalty members and come get a, you know, buy one, get one on National Chicken Sandwich Day, which happened to be on a Sunday. That's incredible. <laughs> which is awesome because <laughs> Chick-fil-A, they're not open on Sunday. Because then people are punching each other at Popeye's for chicken sandwiches on a Sunday. Those aren't open on Sunday because that's the Lord's Day. So that must have been it. That must have been. Not a chicken sandwich day. Must have been. The chicken sandwich day, that must be why, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, it. that was funny. Well, I went on Saturday, but... I don't know. It was, this was like two weeks it's ago. It's because... Oh, that, so when Popeye's first pushed that thing out, it was a limited time, like special promotion thing, and they sold out super quick. Instantly, yeah. And and so then they brought they it back. They brought it back two be, weekends ago. Yeah. Do so they only do it like one day at a time? Or? No, they brought it back to be just, full time, but they ran yeah. out of supplies so fast. Or it like, just wow, reintroduced. Because people are buying a lot. It's kind of like the McRib. I just wanted three <laughs> chicken strips. If it was around all the time, no one would ever buy it. It would be like the filet of fish. Yeah. But <laughs> since they limit how often it comes out, people Only forget. Only on Fridays. People forget it's like... During Lent. That it's... They forget how... how it's like, They're oh. They're going to go get fast food fish at Lent. Go to Arctic Circle. Their fish, their fish is better. It's like... It's like... Mmm. I want a patty of pork stuff pressed together and smothered in the barbecue sauce you put on chicken nuggets to look it's like, like a, Salisbury steak. a familiar steak product no it looks like a, it looks like ribs that's why it's called the mcrib have you ever never seen the patty i've seen it it looks horrible you can buy those patties that's what i don't understand you can just buy those patties really yeah they've had them forever we used to get them at fucking school lunch rib sandwiches at school lunch was that patty with barbecue sauce just and a pressed bun. pressed meat in I, the shape of yeah, like ribs. really not good for you, I'm sure. It's like the time my brother made meatloaf in a waffle maker. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> he did. It's like, awesome. you can use your waffle maker for a lot of stuff. I don't think that's one that you should try. He did it. I was like, uh, did it sit in the waffle maker for like an hour? I, I don't know. I'd have to ask. <laughs> like, or it was so thin that it didn't matter. It, just, <laughs> it was like instantly cooked. Well, enough about really fucking weird food stories. Um, let's talk about some events that are going on this coming week or two. Well, this one is a little last minute, but I just got a notification and I always tell Nick Passy that I'm so sorry I can't come to their shows because they all start like 1030. <laughs> and I'm an old person. So uh, they have one at 730 on Thursday. And it's $5, and it is at the Beehive Sports and Social Club at 666 State Street. I didn't even know that address existed, but that's, it does. <laughs> that's right by um, the bayou. Anyways, so that's awesome. If you want to go to an early show, if you're listening, or if you're listening and you want them to do earlier shows, maybe send them messages so you can go see them because they're rad. So does the show start at that time and then yes. somebody else opens for them and they still don't actually come on until like no. 10? No, there's two. Well, there's two people, but no. Yeah, there's two, there's two opening acts. You won't No, there's one opening act. <laughs> they won't go on until like 9. It's like Madonna going on at 10.30. Yeah. That's terrible. Anyways, um, we're fucking old, all right. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I've talked about it the last couple of years, but the Bountiful Davis Art Center is holding their third annual gingerbread competition. They're taking entries from the 25th to the 27th. 
It's five dollars to enter. Is it for gingerbread or gingerbread houses? Gingerbread houses, and then your gingerbread house will be auctioned off, and somebody will be going home with it. So I, I thought it's cool. I've always wanted to build a gingerbread house, and then I built one one year with the kids, and I fucking hated it. Was that a pre-made kit or did you? Yeah, do it was like, a kit. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I couldn't make fucking gingerbread walls. I made Rockefeller Plaza once out of gingerbread. Oh my god. <laughs> with like glass the, windows and everything. Like the real deal? Like you made your own it gingerbread was, yeah, and everything? It was like it was pretty tall. It was probably like Did three you sell feet it tall. to someone? No, we used to have a gingerbread competition in my family every year. So why don't that you, was my first year. Why don't you enter this one and make the same thing or something like that? I don't have any time. But you, th- but thanks. What are you doing next Tuesday? <laughs> um, well, we're probably working. <laughs> working my other job. You got time. Um no, I don't. But uh also a reminder this month is Trans Awareness Month and they are taking clothing donations at the Utah Pride Center at Lizzie's. I can't remember the other ones, but if you go to the Utah Pride Center Facebook page or website, you can find uh where to take those clothing pieces. Uh, the 23rd, uh, is the lighting of the lights at Tumble Square. A uh, reminder that this is the last time for four years you can see all the lights mm-hmm. because half of it's going to be shut down for the next four years under they renovation. Do burn atheists, so be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Go visit Space Jesus. And get your selfies with Space Jesus. Right, right, right. Um, also, I wanted to mention, it's in a couple, it's in like, I guess it's almost in a month, but the Made in Utah Winter Festival is coming up and they are looking for volunteers, but 2018 per day had, oh, sorry, in one weekend had 10,000 visitors. This year they're holding it at the Gateway and it's going to be over three weekends and it's just a really great opportunity to buy things from local artisans for Christmas. Um, they have a light display that will be down at the gateway and it's, and you can go buy the best German pastries from Petra because she'll be there all three weekends. Mm, <laughs> and the Nothing says Christmas <gasps> like Germans. Nine. <laughs> so she's not doing the Chris Kindle market because of politics, but she's doing all three weekends, the Chris Kindle market. The up at this sh- is the place. Yeah, the, uh, uh, the place I saw the man have a heart attack. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't have any other events, I don't think. Besides Thanksgiving. No. But that's, that's in two weeks. Yeah, that's worth. Oh, if you, oh, here, yes, I have a Thanksgiving announcement. Um, order your things from Feelings and Emulsions. And also, they are offering, if you hop on their Facebook or their website, any of their social media, they have an email that if you know a family that is in need of a Thanksgiving meal, um, they are taking uh, suggestions and they will provide that for a family in the community. That's so, cool. Yeah. Nice. Nice. He's he's pretty amazing. Who's he? Chef Aldoberto. Aldoberto. I'll Just say his last get him name on the Al- show. Alfoberto. I know when I mentioned it the other day, he laughed at me. It was really funny. <laughs> he laughed at you. <laughs> He's like, ha ha ha, I'd never do your stupid show. No, it was more like holiday season is coming up and talk to me later, which yep. I said that. I said, I know it's busy time, so when you're done, I haven't forgotten you. Because he was supposed to be on a show and he had to cancel. He forgot us. He's like, fuck you guys. I don't know. Cancel last minute. Other guests do that to us all the time. Not feelings were hurt, is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be back. <laughs> 
Speaking yeah. of, did you get that email I yes. copied you on today? Yep. Great. I copied you and the podcast email. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I didn't know which one you would check, so. Both of them. Um, yeah, we have lots of people asking. That's a pretty, that's a pretty big deal. Burgess is. Yeah. Coming out of, coming out of nowhere, out of, yeah, out the of left nowhere. field, but he's a football player, not a baseball player, so. Out of, out of like fucking 1200, 12, <laughs> 1200 candidates trying to take on Ben McAdams for the, yeah. for the, for the district. When I, when he, so Burgess was asked, Burgess, someone I know who works on Burgess's campaign was talking about getting him on the podcast. And, uh, I'm like, he knows that like all four of us are in, Ben McAdams. Ben McAdams <laughs> district and vote for Ben McAdams, right? Like he, he understands that if he comes on our show, that's what he's walking Still into. Still provide a good conversation. No, that and that's what I said. Him. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to anyone. I don't care who it is. As long as you're not a racist piece of shit, you're welcome to talk to us on the show. And we're, we're nice. We've talked to some very conservative people that you wouldn't have any idea that we disagreed with half of the shit they said <laughs> until after the mics go off. <laughs> Um, but in all fairness, we're very progressive. Uh, progressive is a great term instead of liberal, I think, by the way, because it means we're, uh, we're moving forward. Uh, we're not, we're not holding back. Uh, and I would say we're not tied to one party or the other. It has way more to do with the issues and the person. Yeah. It just so happens that most of the time I fall on the side of, uh, I fall on the side of where liberals would, would typically fall, so. Yeah. And stuff. Um, speaking stuff. of races, man, the governor's race, that's going to heat up pretty quick, yeah? <laughs> you said speaking of racists. Racists. <laughs> <laughs> the governor. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> pun not intended, but I'll take it because, uh, yeah, uh, it's heating up. Huntsman's going to get in this thing. You think so? All signs and point Winder to yes. just announced her. Yeah. And and what's her name? Anne. I'm I'm I can't remember. I'm disappointed. I I honestly I have considered and I may uh, register Republican. I did already. There's no other way to vote for your governor because I don't foresee a Democratic candidate popping in that's going to challenge one of these guys enough. And so it's a matter of who makes it through that Republican primary. And the only way you can vote in the primary is to be a Republican. You can still vote in the Democratic primary as a registered Republican. Is Herbert's is time weird. up. Yeah, he's so, not running. So he's, I mean, well, his, yeah, his time's Where up. Where is he, his yeah. time up? <laughs> it was up last time. <laughs> uh, but you, you've got Cox, who's the front runner right now, um, and who will get my vote so far. Um, but the, I think the only one that's really going to give him a challenge um, is... I don't know. I have, I have been doing my duty of reading comments online (laughs) as I do. People are not, are not in for Huntsman. Uh, well. uh, And those are on the conservative pages. I I think the people that aren't in for Huntsman are the ones that realize that he has been a bad part of that Trump administration. Mm. Like, there, there, look, if you look at some of the results from the last couple of weeks, um, in some of the states where, where Democrats were able to take governorships Kentucky. and, and some, some representative seats where they've not been Democratic. And Virginia, anymore. the lady that flipped Trump off that won the seat. Virginia. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that's the kind of, that's the kind of stuff like flipping leg, like state legislatures and, and gubernatorial races is really a red flag to Republicans that this guy, you can't keep throwing your fucking hand and your lot in with him because 
we'll see how the court of public opinion unfolds with him because all those hearings being made public now, we're going to see just how damning the stuff is they've been uncovering uh, in private because it's all the same stuff. They just kind of figured out what they can talk about publicly versus not. So we'll see. So that might hurt Huntsman being tied to that administration because Utah is no giant Trump fanatics. Not compared to some of the other conservative states. Like Texas. Holy crap. Fucking idiots. <laughs> it just tells me there's there's more stupid people in Texas. That's really all it says to me. More uneducated morons. Or educated morons. Both of them. They're just morons. <laughs> Enough about national politics, though. I just thought it was interesting. Um, I do want to talk briefly about local politics. I want to talk about um, the the special state tax commission. Um, and there is a new mayor since last week was the yeah. election. So um, in Salt Lake, we we kind of talked about it last week, didn't we? Because she was basically a lock by that point. But uh, Miss Mendenhall, Mrs. Miss, Mayor-elect, Mayor-elect Mendenhall, uh, Aaron Mendenhall won the election. And I was, I don't know why, but I was kind of surprised at how low the turnout numbers were. Yeah, I was hearing like, like turnout was going to be close to 40% and then it ends up being more like 20. Really? Yeah. I swear when they start announcing things like that, fewer people show up. See, I expected... In Salt Lake City, I expected massive voter turnout. For so did race. I, just because of everything we've heard and all the people that we've talked to, and it's such a small... I mean, I know you think Salt Lake City is huge, but the actual voting population yeah, it's is like a couple hundred thousand. Pretty small district, and it just... That's a small relative, right? Like, it's a few hundred thousand, but... Well, small geographically. Yeah. But I think... Um, I don't know. It's it's tough because it's a. This is not only an off cycle election. It's like a municipality only election. There's no big seats at all, and so and it's not even like like there's not even like state representatives being elected and stuff like that. So it is just like town council, and it was for us a town council member and a uh, board member for the Ochre Park Fitness Center for the rec center. Did we hear about Josh? To Josh, what was he? He's Josh. Oh, he's going to be running for, next, for Chris Stewart's seat. So next go around. Yeah. He wasn't up this time. Josh yeah. Cameron. Okay. Well, because I, I know he was, he was, he talked about running. Yeah. No, that's a big. So that's, that's next time. Okay. So as we're sitting here, I'm going to, we'll talk about taxes in a second, but <laughs> Jess, take a look right there. Do you see that, that dog bed or that pet bed? See how it's lifted up? Because the cat's There's under it. There's a cat it. under it. <laughs> <laughs> it's crawled under the nice. bed. He's like, I don't want to hear any of this. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so anyway, the, the cat's like, I've had enough. I voted for Trump. So we talked about this last year. They My tried cat to... did not vote for Trump. <laughs> no, he was not of voting age when that election happened. That's cute. Um, actually, he wasn't even born yet, was he? That was pre. That was post Trump when we got him, wasn't it? Or are they four years old? Um, Three? I don't know. I don't know either. Time evades me as I get older. I forget it more. Um, so last year during the general session in January, really in February when it was about to end, we talked quite a bit about this tax overhaul bill. Ultimately, there was enough backlash that they couldn't do what they were trying to do, which was force this fucking crazy tax overhaul bill through the legislature. Uh, so what has happened as a result is... First off, Governor Herbert may still call another special session before the year's over. That's still on the table for him to call 
um, uh, congressman into a special session to I bet he does. do something. So the issue here is the state of Utah has grown quite a bit. Um, the way our tax code is structured is most of our tax revenue in the past over the years has come from sales tax on goods. Well, as the last 10 to 20 years have kind of unfolded, the state has grown immensely. There's been a massive population boom. You can see it in the housing market. But one of the things uh, that has also changed is sales tax is harder and harder to collect in the state because most people are buying their merchandise online. So in the past, when you'd go to, you know, Sears or Kohl's or Kmart. Sears. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. 20 years ago, people went to Sears for stuff. Kmart. They, they went to Kmart for stuff. They went to Shopco for stuff. None of those retailers exist anymore mm-hmm. in the state of Utah. And it's because no one's buying stuff from them. They buy stuff from Walmart. Uh, they buy some stuff from Target. Uh, but most, most of the merchandise people get now, they're ordering online, whether it's through Amazon or through a store directly. And those tax revenues that would normally come from brick and mortar stores are just not coming into the state. As a result, what was a very healthy budget, we're now looking at a deficit. We're looking to need to make up that somehow. So you can raise income taxes. You can start to tax uh, goods a little bit higher. You can raise certain other taxes. We have some protections in our Constitution for things like gas tax and what that can be used for. Um, but there's some different mechanisms you can use to try to make money. The one that Utah has been looking at primarily, and they tried to shove through, is taxing services. So services traditionally have never been taxed, and that's basically the way it is everywhere. So if you are a professional photographer or you're an architect, you don't charge tax on the services that you render for customers. When you do a set of drawings, set of blueprints, do you charge tax, Jeremy? Nope. And the reason is you're providing a service, not an actual good to that particular individual. So the bill was written horribly. Um, and there was enough backlash from small business that uh, they put it off the table and they created instead a commission to try and figure out a way to solve this problem. So it's worth talking about um, at this level uh, because you need to pay attention to it. It's not going away. It's going to happen and it's going to have a big impact on your life. Well, it probably needs to happen. I mean, you have to have a healthy tax base in order to run the state. Yeah. One so- of the... Th- one of the things um, that is interesting is in a state like Utah, very conservative state physically, they don't like raising income tax. In fact, most of the proposals that have been being tossed around actually lower income tax. And raise the food tax to four point something percent. What the fuck, people? Well, so, yeah, so that's one of the big chunks. The first is that there will be a tax on food. Now, remember... Um, not last year, but two years ago, uh, we talked to quite a few people, including Jim DeBacchus, about taxing food. Uh, and the tax on unprepared food, meaning your groceries. When you go buy some grapes, when you go buy raw meat, when you go buy a bag of flour. Currently, in most places in Utah, that's not taxed at all. There's no grocery tax. Now, there is capability for counties and city municipalities to tax groceries. Most do not do that. Right now, that's capped at one and three quarter percent, so 1.75%. The proposal is to move that up to 4.85. So basically, it increases, the state starts charging sales tax no matter what on groceries, and then municipalities get the ability to charge a little bit more on top of that. 
But a 4.8% tax on groceries hurts the poorest of people the most. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if you make $30,000 a year and you have a family of four, and this guy over here makes $100,000 a year and has a family of four, your grocery bill, roughly the same. So who does that hurt more? Who's paying more taxes, essentially, in a... Uh, well, especially because for the tax breaks that they're proposing, the tax breaks go toward the more wealthy. So if you're making that much, you don't get as much of a tax break either. So you're you're cut twice by the taxes. Yeah, the, the income tax break disproportionately affects the wealthy as well. And so... Um, those are just two of the examples. There's a whole bunch of other stuff. This thing has changed a lot. It has changed a ton in the last two weeks. It's going to continue to change. Um, but I, I bring it up and we're talking about it because you need to be aware of what's going on and you need to be talking to your representatives in the legislature. And there is a, a public hearing that's scheduled for the 21st of November. And I will look up where that is. And we'll mention that again next week uh, on the show. Um, but you definitely, definitely want to uh, go to those public hearings um, because this this is where you're going to have questions. If you own your own business, like, like Jeremy, for instance, uh, and I own my own business, it's really important to have your input um, because ta- for Jeremy to tax his services, it's going to hurt a lot. And it's going to hurt him up the chain because his engineer that he gets stuff from is going to have to tax him. There's a whole bunch of other things that happen. You know, insurance companies are going to have to start, you know, adding taxes to things that they do. Um, well, so on the, and then the long run, what it means is the price of building a home goes up that much more. Yep. Because if, if every step of the way you have to pay tax on it, you're just as the consumer, you're getting hosed. Well, the most recent one that people are up in arms about is the veterinary one for vet- yep. for veterinary services. So veterinary services, medical services, they're going to start taxing you for those sorts of things. Um, they'll, uh, you know, you'll you'll see uh, service taxes on landscaping, painting, cleaning, taxi and limousine service, Uber, Lyft, um, tourism type activities. Um, streamed get, media yeah, and software. Netflix will start getting attacks. Uh, Hulu gets attacks. Any software as a service that you participate it, in would get. Wasn't just this last year that Amazon had to start taxing? Yeah, so they they started requiring some online retailers to and do it's it. Not I've noticed it's not everything I buy, but it's uh, well, it, it all it's a complicated thing from where it's stocked, yeah, and, and where you pick it up, and if it's through Amazon Direct, if it's stored here at warehouse here in Utah, then you have to pay tax on that. And we have distribution facilities here, but you don't always have to pay tax if it's sold by some vendor that's in Indiana and they don't require state tax. Like, it's crazy the shit that happens. And that's why this this has to happen. There are other ways to go about this. I think some of the places are trying to make up this money. The grocery tax in particular is really scary. I think a tax on services, look, we, we live in a service-oriented world. You no longer buy Windows one time. You buy a subscription to Windows and you pay five bucks a month. You no longer, you, you know, again, uh, streaming services, cable, things like that. I don't see why there shouldn't be some tax imposed by some of that stuff. We already have federal taxes on uh, a lot of those things. Um, you see them on your, your wireless carrier bill, for example. Um, so I think there are ways to do it. I, I think going after food, going after grocery taxes is probably not a good Unless good it is soda yeah if it's something like high sugar items high fructose corn syrup contained items 
uh, and you want to target things that are unhealthy, I think that's worthwhile. You tax soda like you do beer in the state of Utah. There's your deficit made up in about a month. Eh, I don't think that's true, but... <laughs> I've seen the lines at those soda that places. At the soda-licious places? <laughs> and, and they, they get There's taxed. a delivery truck to, in Eagle Mountain to, now that will deliver to, be to your clear, home. To be clear, those soda places like that, like Fizz and whatever their other ones are, they they pay taxes. They pay prepared food taxes just like any other restaurant or fast food place would. You could increase those taxes. That's what I'm saying. That man. increasing those taxes across the board doesn't disproportionately hurt the poor. The so. hearing will be at the state capitol. All right. So pay attention. Keep your eyes open. Um, everything that we said is subject to change because it's all all kind of up in the air right now. From since the first time we talked about this, it's changed drastically. Oh yeah, oh yeah, times, and it'll continue so. to change. And keep in mind, this is this is a bunch of dudes in a room together deciding the fate of the state. Uh, and they do not live in our income tax bracket, who are nope. not burdened by the same things we are, who don't have nope. the same financial concerns we do. They're not worried about keeping the heat on or feeding their family over over winter break. Over you know, they're they're not having the school have people kindly donate food so that their child can still eat over the two-week break for Christmas. Yeah, because we'll probably be doing that again for the school that's out by us, um, where we put together food bags and the that kids show up. Basics like more, yeah. ramen and mac and cheese and uh, vouchers for milk and butter so that they can have food, warm food, because they're reliant on school lunch to feed themselves at all. Mm-hmm. It's the only meal they get. These are kids that pretty much wouldn't eat otherwise for two weeks. They'd be just scrounging on whatever they could possibly gather. Yeah. So uh, I want to keep it in Salt Lake for a minute. Uh, we talked about the mayoral race. One of the things that Mendenhall uh, has said that she wants to do is make Salt Lake a zero uh, polluting city while she's in office. And she, there was one of her first like opening day things that she did. And she put out a pretty aggressive plan. But prior to that, um, good old Mayor Biskupski, <laughs> who continues to fucking win favor with the people of Salt Lake, uh, made an interesting purchase in the last year. Someone needs to revoke her credit card. So the city of Salt Lake um, <laughs> acquired. Uh, so, you know, you don't think about these costs, but when you have a place like Salt Lake, you have a police force and you have to have a fleet of vehicles for those police officers. They're not free. They don't get donated. Um, and so you end up buying and the fleet, as the cars get older, you have to kind of replace them. Well, now we're in an age where there's hybrids and there's electric cars and they're a lot better for pollution. Well, the city of Salt Lake decided to purchase 110, um, <laughs> hybrid patrol cars. And on face value, that seems very nice. Yeah. It's a Ford, uh, it's a, you know, Ford Interceptor is, is one of the police vehicles. It's basically a Crown Victoria with a souped up engine. Um, these are, um, what are they called? Ford what? Ford Fusion Responder Hybrid. So it's a Ford Fusion, basically, uh, turned into a cop car. Now, I'm not saying a Ford Fusion's a horrible car. No, it would be nice if it was for, like, city employees that yeah. are not cops. Well, and also it would be great for, like, detectives that aren't doing patrols and aren't arresting people on the regular and aren't doing high-speed chases most of the time. Um, so they bought these vehicles in direct opposition of the chief of police, the deputy of police, the... Excuse the other one. Let's see. Hold on, let me find it. 
the assistant chief and and the police captain. Uh, so Chief Brown, Assistant Chief Doubt, and Captain Scott Tierlink. All of them protested the purchase of these vehicles. Now, they're not saying they don't want a new fleet, that they don't want hybrids, but they're specifically saying they don't want these Ford Fusion hybrids because the Ford Fusion hybrids are not safe for police work. Well, they're concerned about the space of transporting. Well, they, this, they, they put together their their proposal for SUVs. Yeah, and and some of the responses from the city, from like Biskupski's top officials, like her chief of staff and stuff, are ridiculous. They basically say, well, it was about us getting as many vehicles as we could for the budget that we had. And we don't get over it. You know, get over the fact that it's a hybrid. Get over the fact that it's not an SUV. Well, most other departments in the Valley, by the way, in Salt Lake Valley, are all moving to entire SUV fleets which by the way this little purchase was just over four million dollars yeah it's a hundred and ten <laughs> hybrid vehicles so they 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 sent um actually a letter uh to um uh, uh, with five detailed reasons the chief of police said hey there's five really big reasons why we can't buy this entire fleet like this it makes no sense to have an all-wheel uh to not have all-wheel drive vehicles Guess what? We're in fucking Utah. It snows. In the winter, the roads get really shitty. So let's put some fucking two-wheel drive Ford Fusions on the road when we could for a little bit more money. It wasn't even that significant. Basically, we end up with like 10 less vehicles maybe, I think, and we have SUVs. So there's the first one. Um, they, they did not recommend them for patrol vehicles. They said that the small interior is unsafe for both the officer and prisoners. He specifically says... Injuries will happen. Civil litigation will follow. <laughs> Ever been in the back of one of those Ford Fusions? They're not big. They're not great for the officer for maneuverability. Uh, they, they, in crashes, they're not going to bode well and people are going to get hurt. Um, they don't handle properly at high speeds. That's the thing. Like you have to, when you're talking about a cop car, you have to have a car that's able to hit another car. Right. Right. It's a maneuver they practice and not fold. Yeah. And they've, they've got to be able to withstand a hit and keep going. And that's not something that I think these Ford Fusion police cruisers or whatever the fuck are called. Think about it when you're just trying to get into the back of one, but let alone you're an officer now trying to put somebody who's fighting you and being frustrating in the back. Because they've got to reach in and like buckle them in. Like there's no room for error. I, I don't know that the, the danger is necessarily them getting just hit, but it's, it's dangerous to be in that close of a proximity. To somebody who is not cooperating with you and you yeah. are arresting them. One of the responses, it can be made to work, but there will be consequences in forcing the wrong tool into service. Yeah. It's, okay. So it's like, it's like telling police officers you get a billy club, not a handgun, go arrest a bank robber. <laughs> like, they don't have guns in Scotland. They have billy clubs, though. Correct. And in Scotland, they private have, citizens yeah. aren't armed with AK-47s or even handguns. There's a reason why police officers don't have to carry guns in Scotland. But in the U.S., there are more guns on the streets than there are people. So you have to arm your police force accordingly. Otherwise, they walk up with a taser and a dude's got a Tech 9 shooting at them. Guess who's going to win that fucking fight? I like how this says, in response to negative feedback from the police, from the patrol officers, Larry said the department can choose to put the cars in other functions than patrol. 
Except for that they needed new patrol cars. Because their patrol cars are literally falling apart. Most of them are over 10 years old. Yeah, and it says they're dumping they're dumping three to $5,000 of repairs per year into these old vehicles that aren't even worth $500. So that's great because we did talk about the fact that it would be nice for other city workers to use them, but you still have a problem with the aging fleet. Yeah. These guys are... Uh, this is just another fuck up in the Biskupski, um saga. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. Like that is absolute horseshit. The fact that she had a whole bunch of not just like officers bitching. Like there's some of that. Like they're like, we don't want to fucking drive hybrids. You gotta look through that and look at the actual problems with driving those as your fleet vehicles. And I don't. I mean, some of them do not, not want to drive the hybrid, but I don't think it, they would have a problem with driving a hybrid SUV, which exists. No, they they really wouldn't. They they actually wanted those SUVs. So um, anyway, that's uh, that's just something worth mentioning. Uh, also, in Salt Lake, and I don't know why they just chose Salt Lake, um, but Utah has a couple of failing dams, five actually, that are in really bad shape right now. Uh, one of them is the um, the Mount Mountain Dell Dam. Is that the one? Mountain Dale. Mountain Dale. Mountain Dale. Mountain Dale. There's no T in Mountain nope. Dale. <laughs> Mountain Dale uh, Dam. Um, you know, interesting when we read that story. It, it is, of course, the headline is one of five uh, failing or one of five poor condition dams or some shit like that in Utah. Historic dam east of Salt Lake City, one of five in poor condition. Yeah, so there's five in the state in poor condition. Um, this is one of them. Uh, this is a historic landmark, um, and it's a lot of it's the design. We have a lot of dams in Utah. Um, we have this big river that runs through the state. Uh, river runs through it. That, that feeds most of the southwestern United States water. Uh, we've talked about it a few times. They provide a lot of power for us. Uh, hydroelectric dams are, are a big deal. Most of our reservoirs have a dam at the end of them, thus the reservoir. Um, Mountain Dell, I think, creates, um, uh, what's the rock, whatever, Rockport? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's created from that's Mountain the, Dell Dam. That's where I used to camp when I was a little girl. Basically, they're old. Um, but when I read through this article, um, Utah's in pretty good shape. So as damning as that headline is, uh, we have five. <laughs> we have five in poor condition. We're actually like number 44 in the state in terms of we have better dams than 44 of the states uh, in the 50. So our, a part of that is like 25 years ago, we started a big dam restoration project. Um, it says only, only 2% of Utah's 241 dams. 241 dams. Are in poor condition. It's only dams. 2%. That's a lot of dams. <laughs> <laughs> 241 dams. So we're actually, compared to national average, we're, we're doing really well. Um, but there are some of these dams that are, that's a problem, right? If that dam goes, um, there's going to be a lot of dam water coming down Salt Lake Valley. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm on Super Trooper saying dam all the time. <laughs> um, that's really it. In Salt Lake. We can we can leave now. We can go elsewhere. Should we go down to Draper? The point of Mount? Let's go to the point of mountain. Point of the mountain. So uh we did was it it was two months ago? We did uh, Ron Lafferty uh as our yeah. infamous Utah. Oh, this is further than point of the mountain. Oh yeah, because he got moved, right? Yes. He was That's in right. 
Where did he die at? So Ron Lafferty, in case you couldn't figure it out, has uh, passed away. Oh, it was the Utah State Prison. It wasn't. It was um, Ridgeway that moved. That got moved. Oh yeah, that's right, Gary Ridgeway. Um, so Ron Lafferty, uh, age seventy-eight, um, he was going to be facing a firing squad uh, for his gruesome murders. You can tune into that show a couple months ago. We did uh, an entire episode on him. One seventy, to be specific. Which one? 170. 170. 170. His, his date wasn't set yet, was it? His execution date, or was it? No, he was still working through the last of the appeals process. Um, he was in the middle of the U.S. Supreme Court appeals process, I think. Um, but he was ill. He, he had cancer, I think. Uh, and he finally kicked the bucket. So uh, that's how people should die on death row. They shouldn't be executed. They should just die of natural causes, in my personal opinion. For more on that, check out one of our other episodes. There's many of them where I go off on the death penalty. And plenty more to come. Probably. Every time we bring it up, just kind of, it's a, it's a sore spot for me. It really is. Uh, as we continue to move further south, um, I don't, where's the bridge at before I skip it? I don't want to move past it. Cause we're going to go to, this is a word document where I know, but where is it at? Like the, the longest covered bridge in Utah. It's up. It's in Midway. It's in between Midway and Heber. Fuck. So, well, we can go there. <laughs> no, okay. So we'll go there next. I'm trying to do this like little road trip through, through this is Utah. This a good road trip. Well, so we just went, drape, we, yeah, yeah, we just went up Provo Canyon. Okay, so we're going to go up to Heber. Went up Provo Canyon. Uh, up Pro- Heber. Well, no, we haven't gone up Provo Canyon yet. We're going to go up Parley's to go up to Heber. Okay, we can flip around and go up Because otherwise we've got to go to Pleasant Grove first. Should we stop in Pleasant Grove? Yeah, let's All stop right, in Pleasant Grove So we'll stop in Pleasant Grove first to visit like that. Uh, Utah County's first distillery. I'm glad you guys are driving because I'm already lost. <laughs> well, now that we're in Pleasant Grove, I can't find anything. Also, I got to tell you, uh, Carly <laughs> Porter of the Daily Herald, when you start your article, candy is dandy, but liquor is quicker. <laughs> you get an A+. High five. Plus. I really like the Daily Herald, by the way. <laughs> is that is that plagiarism, though? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she put, a, put it in quotes. It's, it's pretty, or italics. It's pretty awesome. That's how she started the article. Uh, but Utah County is going to get a brewery. Not a brewery, a distillery. Sorry. There's uh, a difference. There is already what? two breweries. Well, one with Strap two locations. Tank. Yeah. Strap Tank. So Clearwater Distilling Company is a passion project of... Some fucking dude down Matt there. Matt Claire. Um, who was a software guy, software programming guy. He's been driven to drink. Well, I mean, you code software long enough, you start drinking. So, um, he's gonna. He's got good friends. His friends bought him his still. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so he's got a, a facility in Pleasant Grove, uh, and he's gonna start distilling alcohol here pretty soon. Do we know where? I, so I just started following them on. Uh, Instagram. I imagine it's along um, the Geneva Road. There's a whole bunch of small warehouses that would be perfect, kind of like where Sugar House is at. It's a it's a little area right. like that. There's a whole bunch of stuff like that there, like, uh, like in Vineyard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so down by Strap Tank. Strap Tank is kind of down that. No, Strap, no, Strap Tank, Tank is Springville. Springville. Farther. Wow, for two hundred and fifty bucks, you can buy equity in his company, and it will buy you a hundred shares. I love crowd. Funded distillery. So Josephine and Lorenz are the two spirits he's going to start with. Uh, and he's going to experimenting with uh, some sangria. So more booze coming to Utah. Thanks, uh, whatever your name is. I can't fucking say it. You? 
you oh, play? his bottles are I think their bottles o. are are rad. Yeah, it's really? Eau Claire, like like the town in Wisconsin. Not E Claire, like Bo, but O O. Not e, you, not E Claire, Eau Claire. <laughs> well, technically, it is E Claire. Eau Claire. So they are actually on. Yeah, they're not quite to Geneva, but they're at 564 West, 700 South in Pleasant Grove. Yeah, that's basically Geneva Road. Yeah. That's probably one of those little warehouses off of Geneva Road. There's a bunch of little ones over there. Yeah. Did they say when they... Not that that far, though, because that would be Orem and Linden. Pleasant Grove is further north. Yeah, some of that. I used to work right by where that's at. Did they give an estimated yeah. date of when it's they want It's by Purple Turtle, open? okay. Fuck Purple Turtle. It is not that close to Purple Turtle. It's on the other side of the freeway. Or right Where's the, the giant freeway. chicken? What? That's an American the, fork. The Domo Cock is an American fork. Yeah. yeah I just see I'm the, driving around. The blue like, Domo Cock? No, there's a chicken that's on Main Street at a pawn shop in American it's Fork. Like 10 it's foot. Oh, huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tall. But you've seen the Domo chicken, the Domo rooster, the blue rooster on top of Domo's building. I'm sure I That's have. right off the freeway. I you don't can't, think I've ever noticed. How can you fucking miss that thing? It's literally, it's like off uh, between 275 and 2, like 80 somewhere. Uh, the exits. It's it's right on the uh, east side of the road. You can see the giant cock. <laughs> giant blue rooster. Nobody wants a blue cock. Apparently the people at Domo love giant blue cock. Are you um, talking about the blue cock on the side of the road? See, she knows. She's seen the blue cock. She wasn't even here. She was getting a drink, and she knew I was talking about the blue cock. I was originally talking about the, uh, the other chicken. Okay. Well. The pawn shop chicken, Yeah, I that guess is in is. American Fork. I know yeah. what you're talking about. That's like on State Street, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's like right as you get off the freeway. Yeah, there's a Thai food place by there that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, in Utah County, uh, the Ryan Project is also underway. Um, so... Uh, this is uh, tied to a kid that took his life last week, right? Three kids in Saratoga Springs last week took their lives. Um, all high school kids. They weren't. They weren't related. I mean, nope. it wasn't like a. Nope. There were two from Westlake and one from the military, uh, the UMA, the Utah Military Academy. Oh, okay. I think it is. So, um, Ryan was eighteen, and uh, he just couldn't get past. Um, his depression and unfortunately was one of the three uh, that took his life last week. And so they have started this project to um, collect uh, like goods basically for people who are homeless closer to the holidays. And um the, it's been an interesting conversation in Eagle Mountain on our page because a lot of people are like, no, we're not going to say these kids' names. Um, it's up to the family. And then all of the suicide survivors are saying, no, we need to talk about this. Yep. Um, so yep. I'm, so I'm glad that the family, um, it has decided to speak up and then that they're the only you know, way hopefully you- doing something that gives them a little bit of solace right now. The only way that you can help uh, people that are in that state of mind is to be open and be able to talk about it. Well, Sweeping it under the rug doesn't help anyone. So Cedar Valley High School opened this year, and they have a really great program out there um, that helps kids that might be struggling. Um, and it was really kind of neat to see the high schools out there kind of band together and 
and uh, support these families. But um, so I'll post the link for the Ryan Project if anybody wants to assist. But just wanted to give a reminder about the Safe Utah app. Um, app is amazing. Yeah. Um, that just is give services for students, um, in Utah that are in crisis. You can report friends that are in crisis. There's been a lot. Um, I think there was, was it a shooter this last week at, at Copper Hills that was deterred because of that app? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, um, you, if, if you have kids or you have friends that have kids and they've got phones, just put the app on the phone. Yeah. Just have them go put it on there. They don't ever need to open it. But if they ever get into a spot where either they feel like they're in danger or they feel like they're, they just need someone to talk to, that's, that's when they can just open that app up. No judgment, no, no worries. They'll have licensed counselors immediately available to them. Um, something that's really neat that I've seen in the, on those, that community page that I'm part of are just adults saying, Hey, like I'm a non-biased ear. If, mm-hmm. you know, if anybody feels like they need to reach out, if you want to send your kids to my house, like, I'll listen. Don't um, send your kids to Jess's house, guys. <laughs> I would totally listen. They can yeah. sit on my deck and we'll listen. We will have... They can sit on your what? My deck. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is a serious conversation. I know. I'm trying to lighten the damn mood up a little bit. <laughs> um, anyways, so just a couple other numbers. The Utah Statewide Crisis Line is 801-587-3000. Um, you can reach out to Trevor Project and then the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 800-273-8255 or you can text at 741-741. So just, I, I know that, that, um, sometimes there's just not a way to help, but hopefully that, you know, all of us can be there when somebody needs us. So uh, we're going to have a little bit of a palate cleanser as we move further down uh, into Utah Valley before we take a round trip up to Heber. Uh, and we're going to go check out the llama farm down there. <laughs> llama, llama, llama. I love that llama farm so much. So uh, apparently Utah Valley Llama Farm in Utah makes for a fun family day trip. <laughs> is it part of the temple? It is. So yes, it's, it's, it's on the temple grounds. It's, oh, okay. So it's part yeah, of the Krishna, the temple. Krishna so temple. So they're the ones yeah. who take care of them. Mm-hmm. But you can visit them. When they do the color, what's the color thing? Co- yeah, the color festival. Are the you llamas get to ride part the of that? Llamas? So I don't think I've ever seen them colored before, but they're there. Like that's where I've had, I have some really funny pictures taken with those llamas. But, and there's some really cool peacocks there. There's just like a white peacock that's there sometimes. Um, Peacocks are fucking mean. Well, I'm not playing with them. They're mean. They can also like they're. It's crazy the kind of acrobatics those fucking birds can do. They're like ninjas. <laughs> they're crazy. Like we were in Canada. Remember when we were in Canada? All those peacocks in that public park. Yeah, in, in, the in park. British Columbia. They're always at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. <laughs> it's awesome. They're loud too. Yeah, Holy they're crap! They're fucking loud. noisy as shit. So llama tours twenty dollars for a group or five dollars per person. Looks like you get to feed them, brush them, and pet them to your heart's content. Plus, if you go between 11.30 and 7, you can buy some vegetarian food. They have really good food there. It's delicious. If you want to go visit some alpacas, there is an alpaca farm in Woodland. 
There's also a llama far- a llama farm in uh, Bluffdale, I think it is. Really? Yeah, really? there yes. is. There is by the prison, right? Yes. There's also llama farms, and it's up- a really cool one. Like they do events all the time. There's also llama farms up uh, outside of uh, Park City, um, between Park City and like Colville. I, I always you always part. drive fa- past them if you're going to Wyoming. You drive fast. Says I do. You can hike with the llama or two if you contact Utah Valley Llamas and rent some. Right, you can rent a llama. You can rent it for a day or keep him for or up to a month. Any <gasps> of those he llamas. He can come and eat your grass at your house like goats. Yeah, and leaves. Are any of those llamas <laughs> secretly an emperor? There is your answer right there. I'm not bringing a llama to my house. Why? You have a tree? We you already have. You what can are do? Animals. Stick him in I know, the back but your dogs fucking... aren't going to eat your leaves. Am I going to stick will. him in the back of my car? Yeah. That Just in the trunk of the Chevy? <laughs> I don't think that's going to work out well. Maybe the backseat will be like on I'll Tommy just, Boy when the dare gets in the backseat and he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome! <laughs> I could just tie it to the roof and see what happens. <laughs> I threatened to do that to Bree's mom's dog last week. I was like, uh, I'm just going to... you driving down the street with a llama on your car. Put you in a kennel and put you on the we roof of the car. We discovered why my mom can put up with her dog easier than we can. So, like, the whole way driving to the airport to get her mom on Sunday, all we can hear in the car is... Oh, it was Saturday. Like, the whole way there. And we're like, Mom... Your dog is fucking killing us. Like, he has whined the entire drive. She's like, oh, he doesn't do that. So then we're on our way back. And he's doing it again. And we're like, Jesus, Hamilton. She's like, what? We're like, he is whining the whole time. She's like, he is? You should have sung to him. And and she's like, I don't hear anything. And then he's like, hmm. We're like, he just did it. Did you hear that? She's like, no, I don't hear anything. So his, her out of her range his of whine is in, in part of the range that she's deaf in. That's how she does it. Yeah. Like, it's nonstop. That poor dog's probably got to go out a lot that never gets to. <laughs> <laughs> no, he goes out all the time. He gets put out all the time. Um, but, yeah. Not to be just, confused with put down. No. No. You can only put a dog down once. <laughs> you can't put the same dog down all the I time. I am surprised like at how much that dog. little dog sheds. Oh, I know, right? For such a Born tiny a little child. I don't know how I he I thought he would hair. be bald. Like, he should be bald. He sheds so much. He sheds more than the damn cat. The long hair cat. <laughs> more than you. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Everybody came over and they, and people had black on and then they turned around and they left white. Yeah, it was crazy. So, um, one last stop though. Uh, this is, this is, uh, we're going to go going up, up to, the canyon. Go up to Provo Canyon, get outside of Heber. And there's some bridge up by Midway. And that's it. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, bridge. Bridge. that's it. We're done. Get out. It's Utah's <laughs> longest covered bridge, 110 feet long. 120. 120 feet long, the Legacy Bridge is the longest covered bridge in Utah. The next longest bridge is only 85 feet. And then we're like, uh-huh, take that. And this bridge was built in 2002 as part of the Gold Medal Mile. Do you think they made it 120 feet long just to get the record? Do you think it was necessary that it was that long? If it was for the Olympics, probably. For the Olympics? Yeah. That's what. Have you ever seen it? Have you? Uh, yeah, I've it driven by it many it, times. It couldn't be for the Olympics because it was built in 02. The Olympics were in 2000, right? It was built in 2002. Oh, the Olympics were 2002. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> that was almost 20 years ago. I know. Did they run on it as part of carrying the torch? I don't know. I don't remember where that... I, I know it went all over Utah, but I don't know if it went through there. <sighs> well... 
You're tired of our road trip? Yeah, this road trip's boring as shit. Let's talk about turkeys. <laughs> Next time we can talk about the suspension bridge in Draper. There's what the bridge looks like. I'm pretty oh, sure that cool. our listeners do not give a fuck about the riveting bridge discussion we just had. So I just Google oh. mapped it. And oh. look at the, there's the bridge. I'm getting like the death, that's kind of cool. I'm getting like the death stare by saying that. Look how long it is. I know, I've been by it Fucking, many times. She was shooting arrows a mile a minute right at my soul. It's just my face. I've been on our the, listeners don't give a shit about a bridge. You don't know. What if that's the only thing know. they care about? I've been on the, the covered bridge at Garden Village. That thing's got to be at, at least 10 at feet long. Gardner Village? Not Garden Village. Gardner Village. Gardner. That's no, he it. said it was busy tonight. I can rewind it. He said Garden Village. I'm pretty sure I said Gardner, but maybe. You want to hear? Hold on, we'll pause it. Is that dude peeing? Go back. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Some dude peeing by the bridge. So, uh, turkeys is, are ugly. They are ugly. Fuck. And this, I, even though this is just a list about turkeys, we do have turkey farms in Utah. We have a lot of turkey farms in Utah, actually. Yes. It's a, Massive turkey the, farms. Okay. The, when I look at the turkey that's on this, this mental floss He's page. He's going to. These Peck are your face. 15 facts about turkeys. This thing. With a mohawk. Okay, all I can think is this looks like an old dude's dick. <laughs> With eyes. It's like wrinkly and gross looking, and then it's got some hair on it that looks out of place. <laughs> With eyes. I, that's how I picture like my grandpa's dick looking when I was a kid. Why are you picturing your grandpa's dick? Because this turkey is staring at me. <laughs> Turn the page. Turn the page. So I think, I think next week we're going to do a lot of Thanksgiving stuff, but. Because we don't want Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. I don't care about these three, uh, but it's my favorite holiday, and it's I don't want Thanksgiving to go by the wayside. My fucking neighbors already have trees up. I saw that. Oh, we didn't talk about my neighbors last week, because it didn't happen. It happened this last weekend. Because it didn't happen. <laughs> That's a good reason. My my <laughs> white trash neighbors with two cars in the backyard and dogs that have eaten fucking chunks of my fence already, Literally my brand new goddamn fence. The new fence. They're no longer there. They have moved out officially. Is that why they all the cars were gone? The yes. It's, it's, that's it's, why there's well, a smaller trailer That's over part there. of it. The rental at the bottom of the street, I think they might have had yeah. some people die or overdose. I'm not sure. Because when I pulled up this today and there was no cars out front, and I thought maybe I was in the wrong cul-de-sac. You, you probably could have been. <laughs> no, but the guy next door is really nice. He has a wife and three kids that I haven't met yet. They were apparently... They haven't met me either. I think that he thinks you're lying about your wife and you uh, you think he's lying uh, he, about his. I, I might think that a little bit because he's... he's. So now the two of you are going to be best friends. He's been telling me like, well, my wife and my kids are staying at my in-laws and my wife's been really sick and now all three of the kids are sick so I had to move everything in the house myself. Ugh. And to his credit... I saw that U-Haul move at least three times, and I, I never actually saw him because there's he carefully positioned an RV between me and his he house carefully so that I couldn't, <laughs> go, so that I couldn't see. That's what I'm afraid of. Maybe he's Have you going seen to the murder burbs? us Have you seen the burbs? He also said he had a boxer. I haven't seen the dog yet. So he's been living there since Friday night, essentially. Maybe he's talking about his wife. <laughs> he's like, I have a boxer. People are going to come in my backyard. Then he is going to do his fence. He said, the first thing I got to do is put up a fence back there, which tells me he gives a little bit of a shit about That's what's nice. going on. So did all the crap go, or did your neighbors leave a bunch of the crap? Oh, no, no. Most she of moved, it went. She moved everything out. They left the shitty metal sheds on the side of the house. Yeah. Probably because he asked for them, to be honest. I don't know. Uh, but he seems much more put together. He's got a couple of really nice Harleys. He's got a nice little fishing boat. The trailer's not obsessive, so 
Yeah, the trailer's much smaller, so when it's parked there, it's not like over the sidewalk. I said obsessive. I think I meant excessive, by the way. (laughs) The trailer's not obsessive. Sometimes Chris just uses the wrong word, but I just glossed past it because now I know what Uh, he means. Obsessive trailers. (laughs) This might be a good show title. I cannot believe I said that. And by the way, Brie only corrects me when I use the word legislature wrong. Or legislator. It's true, because it bugs the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure she corrects you for other things, but that one is obvious. So, so here's some fun facts about turkeys, guys. Um, did you know they could fly? They really uh, can fly. Fast. Up yeah, to 55 miles an hour. They're, they're pretty fucking That would fast. be scary, having a turkey fly only, to that fast. Okay, but only wild turkeys. Domesticated turkeys are way too goddamn fast to fly. We have wild turkeys here. We I do. saw some up we in do. Spanish Fork Canyon a couple D- weeks domesticated ago. Domesticated turkeys are way too fat to fly. They basically lose their... They've been bred to not fly, so they can't get away. So They're we like the them. buzzard on Looney Tunes yeah. cartoon. <laughs> they're basically like oversized stupid chickens. Just but they're, the bumblebees they're fucking mean. Turkeys are so goddamn mean. Uh, they are, are named after the country. After the country turkey. I did not know that. Out yep. of pure laziness. <laughs> Turkish traders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, they nearly went extinct. Um, wow. I didn't know that. Did we over farm them? Yep. Uh, overhunted. <laughs> Early wow. 20th century, people went nuts. So just like the buffalo and everything else, if there's lots of them, you just got to kill more. But now they're like the horses, the wild horses. They have, yeah, yeah, except people (laughs) like eating turkeys. They don't like eating horse. It's true. But that would solve our wild horse problem. I know. Well, so would feeding them to the zoo. What if we set the turkeys and the horses (laughs) in the same pasture? turkeys have two stomachs. That's true. What if we set turkeys and horses in the same pasture and let them fight it out? Let's see who wins. (laughs) I think the turkeys might win. (laughs) They're fucking mean. They might. Turkeys Um, don't have teeth, in case you're wondering. Nope, but they're still mean. They'll (laughs) peck the shit out of you. Female uh, turkeys don't gobble. Nope. <gasps> they purr. Whistle, cackle, and yelp, but only the males gobble. Gobble, gobble, gobble. My yeah, grandpa does the gobble? best gobble. I should go get his <laughs> recorded. Uh, uh, I just flipped back to they could fly. It's a like, version of up. the lion's roar. Eating turkey is not going to knock you out. That whole it makes you tired thing. The fan is a lie. It's yeah. not a lie. It can have a calming effect. You have to eat a lot of turkeys. Yeah, I, I eat a lot. I, I think the thing is, you get sleepy from eating too Everything. much. Everything else. And also, generally speaking, you get up earlier on a day like Thanksgiving than you would normally, and you and probably, probably stay up later than I think that we'll sleep in on Thanksgiving Day, because we might not get up at 4.30. Also, to be clear, day drinking definitely plays a role. <laughs> day drinking, football, food. Basically I think I'm still recovering for the weekend. I think that's why I'm so tired. Drinking makes you sleepy. Uh, ben Franklin did not, contrary to popular belief... He didn't propose to a turkey. No, he didn't propose the turkey as the <laughs> national bird. All he did was said, in quotes, they are a much more respectable bird, but he did not throw them in the ring for our our national bird. They sleep in trees, apparently. In this apparently. corner, we have the bald eagle. Over That's here, interesting. we have the turkey. Both yeah. male and female turkeys have waddles, the red dangly thingies. That is creepy that they sleep in trees. Can you imagine finding a bunch of wild turkeys sleeping in a tree? That's a big freaking bird. Wow. 270 degree vision and they can see that better color vision and they can see ultraviolet light. <gasps> That's cool. I so much today. <laughs> Jesus, why do we eat these awesome animals? Because they taste they're good. Delicious. They taste delicious. 
Uh, they're pretty fast on the ground, too. Anyone that's chased a turkey knows that. And when they turn and run at you, fucking run away. <laughs> uh, they're not super smart. I don't give a shit what this says. They can recognize each other by sound. No, it's just, but not that smart. Yeah, it's true. Um, but they're, they're still pretty dumb animals. So. <laughs> Male turkeys will attack anything that looks remotely like if they're including their own it's reflections like, in windows like, or corridors. It's like Limu Emu when he like hits his face the thing on the is, window. Turkeys are still birds, and I've watched many a bird fly into itself in a window or in a mirror. I don't understand why they don't try to dodge it. Are they playing There's, playing chicken? I, uh, they're turkeys. Playing turkey? Listen, guys. Yeah. I thought we were going to get through this without a fucking I, dad joke. <laughs> I'm really bummed on here. There's nothing about turkeys looking up and drowning in the rain. That's probably a myth. I don't think it is. Just saying. Well, it says baby turkeys can defend themselves and fend for themselves. And there's no turkey at the first Thanksgiving. The first Thanksgiving is a goddamn farce, by the way, people. In the event of a turkey attack, call the police. Because <laughs> they are mean. <laughs> so, I'm going to read this. A belligerent turkey is I, no joke. I'm going to read this whole thing. Please do. First off, who gave us this article? We should That would be that. Jeremy. Well, I found um, it, but it came from... And it's from Mental it's from, Floss. It's from Mental Floss. Mental Floss is a great website. Yes, they're funny. Okay. So, they might look silly, but a belligerent turkey is no joke. Male turkeys work very hard to impress other turkeys. And what could be more impressive than attacking a bigger animal? Turkey behavior experts advise those who find themselves in close quarters with the big birds, call the police if things get mean. Until the authority has arrived, they say your best bet is to make yourself as big and as imposing as possibly as you possibly can. So you could be can. like, oh my gosh, I'm getting attacked by a wild turkey. And then the cop comes and shoot it. And then you're like, thanks, my Thanksgiving dinner. I don't have to buy a turkey <laughs> and now. And the cop's like, that's poaching. You can't have the so, turkey. So that is, rain is false. Turkeys do not look up in order to see rain. I just wanted it to be real. Turkeys, like most <laughs> birds, do not have binocular vision, i.e. the ability to focus both eyes on the same object. They have eyes <laughs> Set on opposite sides of their head, a feature which gives them greater field of vision and thus enables them to that's more effectively spot potential degrees. predators. That's how that's how they know you're behind them when you go to sneak up on them and catch them, and they turn around and peck your fucking balls off. Wow, this is one of those big <laughs> words. The notion that a turkey trying to see something above its field of vision would tilt its head backward is an anthropomorphic anthropomorphization. A turkey's eyes point sideways. So, so even it's all it, over. So even basically. if it tilted its head, looked backwards, it would still look sideways. But still wouldn't be seeing up. It would have to put its head like down at an angle like to see, see like the this. Sky. <laughs> so should we call this? Oh, episode? look! It says right here: the normal field of vision will tilt its head sideways, not up, in order to bring one eye to bear on whatever it's trying. Now, to when go. you drive by wild turkeys and they're looking to the sky, you're just gonna laugh. <laughs> So we can call this episode belligerent turkeys or obsessive trailers. Belligerent turkeys in obsessive trailers. <laughs> um, obsessive trailers filled with belligerent turkeys. I know this is a little bit shorter episode than our usual episode, but um, our guests bailed on us. They had some other stuff going on. Um, that happens, especially around the holidays. It tends to happen a, a bit more. Um, things come up, people. We're not mad. There's it. always time. No, nope, we ain't mad, bro. Um, come back anytime. Would love to have you. Uh, uh, he's not going to listen to this probably anyway, but. We don't uh, know. I His don't. staffers might. 
They probably will, um, because you should listen to a show you're going to come on, for sure. <laughs> um, if you don't, you're crazy. Or at least have your staffers do it. Um, but maybe maybe Mr. DeBacchus told him that he should come on. I think it was all Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, anyway, um, if you liked what you heard, please subscribe. Uh, leave us a review. Um, I'm no longer listening on iTunes, so... I have one more announcement to make. No. Nick Passy just released a new song this week, so go listen to it. Hooray! Nick Passy and the I Want to Stab Myself Because I'm So Sad. Oh. Isn't it the infinite oh, sadness or something? Perpetuals. The perpetual sadness. <laughs> Nick Passy and the perpetual sadness. But it's just him. But so when I, when I see that name, Nick Passy and the perpetual sadness, all I can think is that is fucked up because the perpetual sadness is, is your, your cello player. <laughs> that's true. Like that's, that's the perpetual sadness portion. Cellos are kind of sad sounding instruments. No, they're fucking beautiful. I love well, cellos. Just because something is sad doesn't mean it can't be beautiful. Sure as hell does. <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter at TNU Podcast. We're also on Instagram uh, with the same moniker. Uh, Facebook, The New Utah Podcast. Um, feel free to reach out to us on any of those channels uh, or our website, thenewutah.com, uh, uh, source of, of great content. Um, we don't ask for money. Uh, we all do this out of the kindness of our hearts and because we like to hear ourselves talk. Um, but if you want to send us Christmas presents, you can. We we do accept Christmas gifts. Um, of, we did get the Christmas cards. We don't cards. want live turkeys. Two Christmas cards last year and that spam card from Alaska. That is true. The Alaskan spam card. It's not a spam card. We just don't know what it actually is. I want is. a card made of spam. You know, who? whatever listener sent that is like, haha, fuckers have no idea. <laughs> I want so, a card awesome. made of spam. That is disgusting. Spam is delicious. It's it almost is. Christmas card time, guys. But a card made out of spam is not a... Then you can just eat it. No. Gross. This is so nasty. We're not having a card made out of spam. What's the new flavor that they are talking about? Pumpkin spice mm-hmm. spam. Yep. I really don't want to end the episode on that. Chris for like a second. <laughs> I don't want to end the episode on that, but... <laughs> That's where we're going to end. Oh, pumpkin, man. Pumpkin, That's unfortunate. Pumpkin spice spam. <laughs>